My name is Kondwani Mwase, and today's episode is Start Something with Grace Alea. What does hair mean to you as, as Anton? It's a lifestyle, okay? It's, 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 it's confidence. It's, 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 it's swag. It's, it's, it's opening a different world for people that may have little negatives about themselves. They might not feel as confident. After you get that fresh cut, you know, you feel like you can take on the world and talk to anybody and not feel, I want to say, not as important as you would mm-hmm. as you get your fresh haircut. I mean, and I'm one of those guys where I don't want the hair. I don't really want the haircut like the second and the third day. I want the haircut today. Whatever I'm doing today is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to exemplify the haircut that I have today. Forget about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. By tomorrow, the haircut is already faded. It's not as fresh as you getting out of the barber's chair and within the hour or two hours, three hours, let's say a whole 12 hours of you being up, okay, the confidence, the, 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 the swag that you have after this haircut, it's, 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 it's undescribable. I mean, you feel like, you feel like you could do anything, you can accomplish anything, and that's just me with hair. Good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome to 54 Lights. This show is meant to shed light on undertold stories out of Africa. Our vision is to introduce you to some extraordinary people doing incredible things, and to ultimately change the lens through which African and Africans are seen. Grace Olea is the founder of a family-run business whose focus is helping women, primarily women of color. Her signature brand is the Slap, satin-lined caps. They work to keep moisture in hair. Product is used for hair, but its impact goes well beyond follicles. She runs her business alongside her family. Most notably among them is her mother, a critical mainstay in the business. Here, in part, is our conversation. My full name is Grace Elo Alea, and uh, Grace means God's favor and Elo means uh, light. So my dad is from Nigeria and my mom is from Kenya. Uh, my dad, uh, in Nigeria, my dad is from a minor tribe called uh, Isoko, the Isoko tribe, and my mom is Luya in Kenya. Um, just to get a sense, you have uh, sisters, brothers, both? I have uh, one older brother, he's the oldest of us all, and then an older sister and a younger sister. Uh, have you ever been to Africa? I have. So I've been both to Kenya and Nigeria just throughout my upbringing, especially to Kenya. Uh, we would go back a couple of, I've been back a couple of times with my mom to visit family. I have so much family in both countries. Uh, and then I started going to Nigeria after I graduated from college. That was the first time that I went back to Nigeria. And then here in the States, I actually grew up 
around a lot of Nigerians specifically. What, what does Africa mean to you, and obviously specifically Nigeria and Kenya? Africa to me is is like another home. Uh, I think that what I love most about going back to Kenya, going back to Nigeria, is just the feeling of of belonging, in a sense, um, and this idea that that who I am is okay, because it, there's so many messages in, in the Western world that says who I am as an African, as a as a first-gen, is not okay. Uh, and so going back to Kenya and Nigeria, just this breath of fresh air uh, with regards to this idea of belonging. Do you associate yourself more with one than the other, or do you find your, your character and uh, persona is really alive in both places? I see both, definitely. So I would say that my family in Nigeria is much more gregarious out there, you know, in your face even, uh, <laughs> whereas my family in Kenya is a little bit more subdued, calm, um, and have different but different values uh, as well. But I think I can pull a little bit from both, definitely. Can you tell me a little bit about your business and maybe more importantly, what inspired you to start your own business? Yeah. So we sell, so our flagship product is called the Satline Cap. Uh, our goal is, we always say it's like to eradicate bedhead in the world. Uh, but it's a, it's a product that looks like a beanie on the outside, it has satin on the inside to protect the hair, but it stays on your head all night with that elastic band that's hidden on the inside. And so we call it the bonnet that's not a bonnet, you know, the modern-day bonnet, uh, because you can actually you can go out in it without feeling like you look like you just woke up. Woke up. And so um, the inspiration for the business came because I wanted to create a product that made, honestly, me, I said it with myself, feel beautiful at all hours of the day. And so I wanted to create a product that I could go to bed in, wake up, go to the gym, wake up, go run errands right away without having to spend the 30, 40 minutes trying to make my hair look pretty good before going out or going out in my bonnet. You know, if the beanie in the bonnet had a baby, it would be the that mine <laughs> Very, very cool. And what's the name of the product? Sorry. It's, a, it's called the Slap or Slap Cap. Where did the name come from, the Slap? entrepreneur? No two businesses look the same. So you're kind of charting your own path as you go. And so there's, while you can use other businesses and people who come before you and there's amazing books out there to help guide you along the way, there's really no business that will look exactly like yours. And so that's kind of been the, a big navigating force for us, you know. So, of course, there's always finding the right market and that, you know, I could, I could speak the textbook answers to that question, which is like you, finding your, the, the right market, creating the, the right product to, to fit that market, and then logistical operational issues. And those all are things that we faced and things that we had to overcome and things we're continuing to overcome as, as the landscape kind of changes even. Um, but really, I think it's at, at its core, it's, it's that 
every business is different. And, and how long have you had the business uh, open, really, officially? Officially, we launched in September of 2014, so we're in now our fourth year. Wow. Um, I have to ask you the flip side of the question, which is, what's been the most rewarding part of what you do? cool to hear the feedback from our customers, you know, just like hearing that how much the slap has changed people's lives and how we're, t we're touching so many different people with this product. They, we also, also just the idea of having something that's your own baby, that watching it grow, you mm -hmm. know, has also been pretty, pretty cool. I, I always joke with people that having a business is like having quadruplets. Uh, two-year-old quadruplets, especially in the beginning, um, that are all most of the time they're running around. One is peeing on the remote, another one is drawing on on the wall, another one is you know trying to get into the oven, and it's just you're, you're you want to pull your hair out a lot of the time. But then there are those moments when three of them are sleeping for their nap, and one of them's in your arms about to fall asleep, and he, he or she looks up at you and says, Mommy, I love you, and you're like, these moments are why I, I keep doing this, you know? So there's like these, it's crazy most of the time, but there's moments where it's just like, man, this is really cool. We're, we're doing something really special, and I love it. Um, I read online mm -hmm. that you work with your mom, or that your mom, rather, works with and for you. Is that the case? That's correct. So you're right. I do work with my mom. Since this is a, on a recorded line, I can't say that she works for me. <laughs> but yes, that is correct. How is that dynamic? It's, a, it's very interesting. So a lot of my family, we kind of, I would say we founded this business together. And so my mom is runs all of our the, our whole finance department um and and she's a cpa and she's a rock star and amazing it's it's so interesting being in a family business because we always say how how much the highs are just really high you know we have really really high highs um the highs are even higher than they would be in a normal business partnership um but the lows can be even lower you know and so mm -hmm. and so there are moments when um you know the the, the tension of our relationship can can be seen in, in the history that's there um um, and, of course, the, the hierarchy, she's always going to be my mom. Um, and then, of course, being in an African family, the, the parent-child relationship is very clear. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's been a, a, some, somewhat of a challenge to overcome. Um, that, that even, to be honest, we're, we're still, you know, working through as well um, in a working relationship. But it's, it's amazing. I love having my mom on board. I came across a few things um, that said live confidently. It almost seemed to be a slogan that, that was emerging in some of the searches I did. Can you maybe describe in your own words what that is meant to mean? Yeah, sure. So I look at living confidently as, be, as, as um, simply being comfortable in your own skin. So your own abilities, your own attributes. Um, I grew up in a relatively Caucasian suburb of Los Angeles. And so I was always, I was many, I won't say always, but most of the time I was always the only black girl in the room. So I always wanted my skin to be lighter, my hair to sway back and forth in a ponytail. Uh, but I was dark skinned and my hair ponytail was a pup, you know? And so what was communicated to me, whether, whether it was intentional or not, was that I was different, and to be different was ugly, you know. And so I want 
the idea of living confidently to mean this idea of celebrating differences, celebrating what makes you unique, capitalizing on your strengths, making allowances for, for your weaknesses, you know. It's, it's basically focusing on being the best you. What place does hair hold uh, in, in the identity of a, of a black woman or a, of a woman of color? Hair is very important to all, with all women, right? And especially, I would say, for women of color, as I can, I can speak for as a woman of color, our hair has not been traditionally seen as beautiful for a very, a very long time. Um, and so I think it's been closely tied to our identity. Um, and we're starting to get to a place where that uh, beauty, I should say, so 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 the important because it's been so close to charge our identity, I would say that it's incredibly important to women of color. And you know, there's just so much history there of, of how we've we've what whether it's through perms and relaxers and extensions and braids and all the different ways we we've, we've we've molded our hair to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the there's I just I love the narrative that's happening right now around black hair uh, uh, and 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 embracing the beauty of black hair and the afro and just different textures and different curl patterns and and just this idea that it's not different but beautiful like the conversation right now is switching to this this and you're different and you're beautiful. As I listen to Grace and how she's made hair an anchor in her emerging empire. It reminded me of the story of Samson and Delilah. In it, we come to learn that Samson's strength comes from his hair. While I'm sure that the twists and turns in that narrative aren't the reason why hair is so important to us today, I'm sure it's played some part. Hair is a big part of a person's identity. The way it's styled, quaffed, and otherwise presented says a lot about who you are. Short hair, long hair, buzz cuts, crew cuts, high tops, temple fades, curls, bobs, lobs, perms, braids, wigs, twists, weaves, streaks, and of course, the smooth option. No hair at all. So my name is Natasha. Um, I am from Montreal, Quebec, born and bred. And my favorite haircut was actually not much of a haircut. It was about 10 years ago. Um, shaved my head for a fundraiser. And it was my favorite haircut because it taught me um, a lot about the aesthetics of hair and my relationship with it. My name is Lindani, and I am a Malawian Canadian. And my favorite haircut is um, the buzz cut. My name is Katie McIntyre. I live in Montreal, and I'm uh, born in Rochester, New York. My favorite haircut is the faux hawk. Uh, A shave in the back that leads to the fade into the faux hawk, even maybe some um, designs on the side or in the back. But even just a simple faux hawk, it really um, is a powerful cut. You can wear it at any age. It um, is classy, but funky at the same time. And it really is um, something that most people don't think they can pull off. But when you do and you rock it, it's really powerful. Is this a black um, or women of color brand or is this for women in general? 
you know, we wanted to make sure that we were cognizant of the fact that the products that we use to protect our hair are beneficial for women of all hair types and of all colors. Uh, now, I, because I am a woman of color, the I believe that the biggest need for this product is found amongst women of color. I'm speaking to the me out there, but I, I would, we'd be remiss to not realize that this is a pro, these products, satin in general, is beneficial for women of all hair types. So then, one one last question: If you could, if you could take a step back, like was this always, mm-hmm. was this the plan? <laughs> was this what you, was this what you envisioned, or or was it something else? You know, I, I if I was to go back to college, my college mind, it definitely was you know working in corporate America for twenty years, and then possibly starting a side hustle, and that side hustle kind of growing to be a little bit bigger, and then maybe jumping in full time and retiring a little bit early. You know, that was like my. Uh, trajectory in my mind. So I would say yes and no. Um, <laughs> it happened a lot sooner than I thought. Um, but I, I, and I wouldn't have thought with, with this particular product necessarily. So this product kind of came in a serendipitous divine moment, you know, uh, right at the right time. So um, it, it's, it's, a, it's been a fun journey. So how important is hair to you? I sat down with a few people to find out. Here's what they had to say. Please stay on the line while your call is completed. Long distance charges may apply. What's your name? Jennifer. Nikita. How important is hair in your culture? Extremely important. It's really very important. Okay, can you explain why? Why? Because uh, in India, uh, hair is believed to be a symbol of a beautiful woman. Is it different for men versus women? Um, not really. I mean, uh, women should have long hair versus men can have nice, you know, formal, disciplined hair. How about you, Jen? I think it's more of a personal thing on my end because it's more of a trend. Hair for us is a trend. It's strictly... You know, what looks good. Um, so, my name is Patrice Alexander. I'm born and raised in Toronto. Um, mother and father are from Trinidad and Tobago. You own a, you own a barbershop, right? Right, yeah. And the barbershop is called The Forum. You know, and it's a place where people come and talk, you know. Anybody can get into the conversation, you know. We exchange ideas. You know, we talk about current events, you know, everybody enjoys that. What does hair mean to you? Hair is, uh, it, it's interesting because um, the hair we have on our head is actually dead, oddly enough. So, so the hair, so the hair follicle itself is alive, but the hair that we have on our head that we see is actually dead. So when you pull your hair and you, and you feel that hair in the root there, you get that out. That that actually is alive. But you know the hair that you know we cut off of people. I mean that hair is dead. You know, and it's it's your confidence. It's everything. You know. I mean, I got I got to point I got to point when I was cutting that I didn't feel that the barber had any respect from people. It was kind of 
oh, okay, this guy just cuts my hair. Oh, you're just a guy that cuts hair, you know? It wasn't, it, that profession wasn't respected. It's not until I opened up my own shop and I kind of realized that I'm affecting people's lives, man. I get, I get, uh, had this 12-year-old kid, um, 12-year-old uh, kid of Persian descent call me one time. His name was Fries. He said, uh, he called Mr. Patrice, um, can I come by to get a haircut? Does he do appointments? I'm like, sure, Fries. What, what day and time you want to come by? He said, Mr. Patrice, before you go, I just want to let you know, um, I really need a haircut. You know, I feel so dirty. No matter how many times I take a shower, I don't feel clean unless you cut my hair. You know, and that's when, that was about 10 years ago, and, that, and that's when it really hit home. If I'm getting that from a 12-year-old kid, you know, adults are probably feeling the same way, they just don't say it, you know? And now it's a matter of uh, just growing up again. Like, you know, we used to get our haircut every six weeks, you know, and um, the reason, well, another reason why I got into barbering too, because I couldn't wait six weeks, you know? I mean, again, my parent, my, my mom, my sister went to fashion, and, you know, and my parent, my mom and dad dressed me well. I didn't feel 100% clean and fresh, you know, so I took it upon myself to cut my own hair. A lot of bad haircuts, <laughs> but I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait six weeks for my dad, you know. I mean, I mean, your hair is everything. I mean, you know, I hear guys say, "If I don't get a haircut, I'm not. I'm not going out. I'm staying home. Yeah. Or I'm gonna put on a hat." So there you have it. The conversation continues. I'd like to thank all my guests for their participation and candor. Remember, you can find us wherever you do your listening. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or even YouTube. Just search for 54 Lights. Listen, like, share. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Nigeria, <laughs> Kenya, or California, United States? Oh, 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 oh. oh man, I think it depends on on, on the context. Uh, okay, uh, um, we'll say vacation. Two week vacation again. Okay, vacation. I would say Kenya. Safari or the coast. I won't. I won't put more stress on you with other, the other version of that question. Um, when you when you do go and relax, are you do you relax at the gym or do you relax at the spa? The gym. Okay. Um, from what I've read, does, you have a design background a little bit. Mhm. Are you, if you could choose one, to design or to be an entrepreneur to run a business? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I would say, I would say entrepreneur. In the biopic of, of your life, the movie about Grace, mm-hmm. who plays you in the movie? <laughs> so, first person that came to mind is Lupita, mostly because I've been confused uh, for her before, so I would say Lupita Nyong'o, also because she's an amazing, amazing actress. What's the name of the movie? Ooh, um, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, uh, the first thing that came to mind was the uh, journey to confidence.
Music for this episode was composed, enjoyed, and used with permission by Anjo. Until we meet again. Thanks for listening. <laughs>